Parents, welcome to another episode of The Journey, a podcast intended to educate, equip, and entertain you as we talk about important issues facing our families. PCA is a Christ-centered, biblically-based, and family-focused community of committed believers doing life together. We hope the information you hear on this podcast informs and inspires you to be a better parent. Welcome to The Journey. Hey parents, welcome back to The Journey. Dan Panetti here. Got a couple of great uh, guests, and I want to dive into who each of you are in a second, okay? So just hang on. Okay. Yeah, just hit a pause button, because um, I want to make an announcement um, for our parents to know about. We've got Clint Davis coming in, uh, who's going to talk about social media, right? What parents need to know um, in, so, in terms of social media for their, you know, for their kids. Um, he's going to be on the Plano campus October 24th uh, from 630 to 8. He's going to be at the North campus November 13th from 630 to 8. So parents... Right, this parent podcast. Parents need to know about this, so we're bringing in Clint. I've already done a parent podcast with him a while back, where he did a great job. But I was like, "Hey, we need to put him in front of our parents, where they can sit, listen, ask questions." And it's going to be an awesome, awesome evening. Right, both Plano campus October twenty fourth, North campus uh, November thirteenth. Uh, you can go to either one, though. Right, so if you're in Plano and you got to run up north to go to that one, great. If you're up north, you've got to run down to Plano to come to this one. Awesome, we love it. We're looking forward to it today. Um, our topic is talking about this thing that we're calling the, um, the civility clause, okay? And so I've got a couple of people here as my guest. Um, Kristen Williams, you're the principal at the middle school. You were up at the North Campus before, mm-hmm. but welcome to the program. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gabe Boyd. Um, Gabe, you and I worked together for, what, seven, eight, nine years, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, we know each other super, super well. But um, North Campus parent, four girls. That's right. Oh, man. Can't wait for those weddings. <laughs> um, Me either. <laughs> ages of the girls right now? Uh, 16, 12, 10, and 7. 16. Mm-hmm. Somebody's driving. I do have a driver. Oh, I do have a driver. Oh. oh, those are the great days, right? Changes everything. Changes everything. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, the insurance bill. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically. Oh, uh, and Jillian Bryant, yep. um, alumni. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, nine. 2009. Yeah. Ah, very good. Um, and you've got um, two little guys. Two, Buck and Bear. Yes. And yep. apparently one of them could be a PCA lion We're next year. Filling out the application right now. So yes. uh, we'll see. We'll and see. The interview process is probably difficult for you um, <laughs> because, right, your mom is the lower school principal. She is, yes. And so we have to. she probably knows too much. Yeah, we yeah. are trying to get in with the assistant principal. <laughs> so we're <laughs> we're, we're trying back. to work the system on that. So uh, <laughs> fingers can. crossed yeah. on that. I yeah. love that. Yeah, we're excited. No, but one of, one of the things we want to talk about, and thank you guys for having this conversation uh, with me and with our parents, uh, we want to talk about how do we engage as a parent uh, with PCA um, and just understand that um, the, the reality is, and I'll, you know, a lot of people actually know my story and how Trisha and I got here. Uh, we got drug kicking and screaming to PCA. Uh, Trisha was a public school teacher. Um, I was asked to be on the board when PCA started in 1997. And I said, no, no interest, right? Don't want to be part of a private Christian school. Uh, we're public school people and that's what we're going to be. And this is the way it is. And so PCA started without us. And then a couple of years later, right, I got kind of introduced to Student Leadership Institute and an opportunity to engage with kids, fell in love with this place, and then came on staff. And it's been an incredible journey for the last 19 years that I've been on staff. Um, part of that incredible journey is not only being on staff, but I've had three kids that have graduated from PCA, right? I've got one that's still here. And being a parent here has been awesome. Now, here's the deal. 
Not everything has been awesome, right? Because this place has people. And sometimes things don't go the way that I think that they're supposed to go. Um, sometimes my student doesn't get the grade that I think that they should get. Um, sometimes it's my student's fault. <laughs> like, did you no do that way. work? No way. Yeah. Um, or sometimes, right, from an athletic standpoint, right, they're not getting the playing time or all the different things. And so one of the things that we want to do is just kind of have a conversation with you guys about how do we engage with that? How do we do – how do we create – an environment here at PCA where we're all kind of on the same page um, and we're striving together, right, uh, for this kingdom education and we're, um, we're all getting what we hope we want and it's for the best interest of our students, right, and really to, to kind of show, I, in fact, it was, it was kind of funny, I was just talking to Dr. Goddard about baseball because you're a baseball guy, you love this, right, the Rangers are going to play the Astros. Okay, two, I can't wait. Two, I know, it's going to be so <laughs> great, so right? And without cheating for the Astros, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> but here's the deal. They just talked about how they're going to have to have extra security because of, right, the environment that those two teams are going to have when they play each other, that there's so much animosity between the teams. And I was thinking about that, and I was like, you know what? From the world's perspective, over a baseball game, not mm-hmm. that baseball's not important, but over a baseball game, can you imagine, right, the fans coming together and, you know, the security that you need to keep people apart? And I was like, you know what? Here's the deal. We have an opportunity to do things differently yeah. so, that, so that when we have conflict and it happens, right, we can do it in a manner that's actually Christ-honoring. So, so what is that? In fact, let's start with athletics. Come on. Since, since we're on the athletic bandwagon. Um, let's just talk about, and, and we can't go through every single situation, sure. okay? But from a general perspective, when you're talking to parents, what's kind mm-hmm. of the wisdom and advice that you're giving to parents if they're running into something where they're saying, hey, hey, Jillian, this isn't going the way that I want it to go. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I navigate this? What do I do? Where do I go from here? What would be just, right, without knowing the specific situation, sure. what's the general information that you're trying to give to the parents as far as, here, let me give you some wisdom on this. Yeah, well, there's, there's kind of two routes that um, I really like to speak to parents about when it's concerning athletics. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, first of all, we um, in athletics, our our goal is the student, Mm -hmm. right? So I think having that mindset from the very beginning is probably the most important thing, um, that our focus as coaches, as trainers, as head coaches, whatever it might be, um, and then your focus as a parent is it's still on the student and the overall well-being of the student. Um, And so if there is a situation, we kind of have guidelines, we have protocols in place that we think um, ultimately benefit the student the most. And so, um, you know, we, we always have that, that player, we like the player, the athlete, even in seventh grade, um, to approach their coach. Um, and I'll touch on that here in a second is why we think that's so important. But the coach is first um, because they have context. They know what the athlete's like in practice, mm-hmm. outside of practice, mm-hmm. on the bus, all those things. Um, and they also know performance-wise as well um, where, so where they are. You did coach here. I did, yes. Super, super I, I was an athlete here, yeah. and yeah, I, I coached that. here too. You're an athlete so. here. You're a coach here. Uh, yeah. You've coached other places as well. I have, so you've got yes, that, that yeah. environment. Right now you're the assistant athletic director yes. over female sports. Yes. So you, right, you've, you've touched this from a number of different areas. Every angle right? possible. So it's, it's yeah. great right, for our parents to understand. Right, Jillian, mm-hmm. she's been there, done that. Yep, okay? absolutely. But your first piece of advice is, right, if there's something when, you know, when your son or daughter comes home and they've got a, an issue, they've got a complaint, they've got a concern, mm-hmm. right? Instead of, you know, shooting that email out as a parent or picking up that phone as a parent, yep. the first thing you want them to do is say, hey, okay, I get it. Have you, go, have you talked to your coach yet about Perfect. that? Perfect. Yes. Okay. And, and we do that um, because I, I always relate everything back to sports, right? But 
I see it as, um, you know, my husband, he loves strength and conditioning, and he writes these very detailed workouts for athletes that are trying to meet a particular goal. Mm -hmm. Um, And he writes certain amount of workouts, certain amount of reps, certain amount of weight um, for that so they can reach that goal, right? And and I kind of view those tough conversations that these kids have to have with their coach, or maybe it's a teacher or whatever. It's difficult for them. Maybe they haven't navigated that before. I view that as a rep. And if we're taking reps away from their, mm. from them, um, then they're never going to get to have that conversation yeah. when they're, they're, they're older. Not, when they're, they're not building the muscles. They're that not they building need, it exactly. Right? For and learning and how to do this later when on. When they're life. not here, when they're outside of what we call the PCA bubble, mm-hmm. um, in a place that truly cares for them, with people right. that are for them, um, then they may not have that ability to. They haven't navigated that yeah. on their own, yeah. and so that's that's probably the biggest reason we really ask them to go to their coach um, first, and then if it needs to work its way up to the head coach of the program, and then maybe an associate athletic director. That's kind of the the guidelines we set out for that, but the basis is we want these kids to have an opportunity to to maybe have a tough conversation or just maybe what they consider uncomfortable um, here with people that love them, you know, and, and that are working hard for them. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's our main goal in athletics. And, um, you know, it always kind of comes back to it's probably playing time or something of that regard. And in athletics, we don't really talk about playing time in meetings. Um, and we also don't talk about other athletes mm-hmm. in those meetings if a parent does need to be involved um, because – it, it's just not conducive. It doesn't provide any progress. And, and also we want to ensure parents that their kids aren't being spoken of in other meetings. Um, and so we don't talk about other students and we don't talk about playing time. We do, however, talk about skill, skill development, game IQ. What does your student need to improve on in order to maybe gain that that playing time that they're really striving for so and to meet their goals too i love it now Kristen, it's something similar Mm -hmm. right now we're not talking coaches we're talking teachers um but the same idea and the same thing um is there for you if if a um, student comes home and they've got a problem right mom and dad get on my pca and the grades aren't you know oh what what happened to this right Mm -hmm. what are you coaching up those parents to say hey how do we address these particular things and i think the same thing exists is your first order of recommendations to say, you know, mom and dad, talk to the student if they're mm-hmm. able to advocate for themselves, right? So kind of go through the different levels. Are we talking, you know, lower school, middle school, upper school? By the time we get to middle school and upper school, it's kind of like, hey, you go talk to the teacher first, right? Right. Yeah, we, are, we definitely focus on building those self-advocacy skills, um, but also helping students understand that it's a time and a place for everything. Sure. And it's important that if you're in the classroom setting in front of other students, that's not the proper time to try to address or ask your teachers questions about something mm-hmm. um, individualized, but rather either send your teacher a quick email to say, hey, can I stay after school today to, to meet with you? Um, or just hang back after class and mm. see if they have a few minutes to, to speak about whatever that concern might be. Um, and so that's really important um, as far as learning when, where, and how to approach a teacher. Yes. Um, as a parent, they have a very critical role in coaching up their, their child on, all right, we have this issue, we have this concern. Walk me through what this conversation might look like with your teacher. What are you going to say? What are you going to do? Um, and not just with the conversation with the teacher, but then also just questioning their, their child on, how did we get here? What's mm-hmm. been going on? And just see if, if where the 
the misalignment might be. Yeah. Um, but absolutely, first and foremost, try to have the, the student come and talk to the teacher. Okay. So now you said questioning your child, and I'm going to go here, okay? Because uh-huh. oh, I've, I've heard this before, <laughs> right? Um, uh, little Jimmy gets caught cheating, right? Little Susie, you know, doesn't turn in her work. Um, you know, there's, there's a problem. And mm-hmm. I've heard parents who say, you know, well, my son or daughter would never cheat. So that, that all of a sudden puts us now in a very difficult situation, mm-hmm. right? Because either the, the teacher is lying, right, and saying, well, you know, Jimmy cheated, but he didn't. Um, or the parent is kind of like, well, I, you know, my son said he didn't cheat. I believe my son. What, what, what do we do with that? How do we engage in that in kind of a meaningful way from a parent perspective? What advice would you give that parent when they're like, you know, I, I can't believe my son or daughter would do anything wrong or they didn't turn in their assignment. It must be the teacher's fault. We're all human and we all make mistakes. <laughs> um, and there, there is no, no perfect person. There's no perfect child. And it, it happens. I would say never say never. Um, but I can also talk from um, an, an educator standpoint. If I believe a child has done that, my first step is going to be I'm going to talk to the kid about what I observe, what I saw. I'm never going to make assumptions because I want to make sure that I understand what what sure. occurred. That's right. Um, but then I actually have the student call their parent. So that way there's not an opportunity for there to be any change of stories mm-hmm. between school and home. And they get to tell their parent what happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the uh, the fun part. So, Gabe, when, uh, when you get that phone call. Yeah. <laughs> better not get that phone yeah. call. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be shocked if I got that phone call. Can I put that to you that way? Honestly, yes. Um, right? Because I'm, I'm not shocked, right? I've got mm-hmm. four kids, and, and here's the thing. Um, you know, my, my expectation, because I, I, you know, I know my kids at home. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things is, is my, my, you know, my son or daughter at home and my son or daughter at school. The, the reality is that I know, you know, they're not perfect, right? So if something comes out at school or if something comes out at home, my expectation is this is, a, this is an opportunity for me to teach and for me to train, for me to use the Word of God to instruct. Um, if something doesn't happen at home and it happens at school, it doesn't mean, well, I've never seen that at home. It's like, well, okay, well, it didn't happen at home, but it happened at school, yeah. right? So if you get a phone call from, you know, a teacher or a principal, right, as a parent, right, how do you, how do you handle that then from the parent perspective? Yeah, I, I, you know, just what I I said, I, I'm never shocked by sin or uh, a lack of judgment when it comes to kids uh, or adults for that matter. Um, and so I, should I get that phone call? For me, it's really asking questions. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to I try to get the full scope of the situation uh, before I ever start to take sides. Um, and, and, and usually for me, I'm always going to uh, lend myself towards the side of the school. Um, not because I don't trust my kids, uh, not because I don't believe my kids, uh, but if that phone call is being made, I'm believing that it's being made uh, with either proof of this happening or, um, it, to, your, to your point, like there's context in, in both situations, whether it's in athletics or it's in the classroom. Uh, there's context that I'm not aware of uh, that only my child and the teacher are aware of. And so for me to run in and immediately take sides seems kind of foolish to me um, that, uh, that I would immediately do that. Yeah. 
Um, and, and so for me, I want to ask a bunch of questions. Uh, I want to try to get the full scope of the situation. Uh, and then to, to your point, I want to try to make it a, a learning opportunity. Yeah. Uh, if it's something that we need to uh, own uh, and ask for forgiveness, then by all means, we're going to do that. Uh, I, I'm going to expect my kids to do that. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing for me, and, and I, I've talked to a lot of parents that have encountered situations like this, both in ministry, but also here at school. Um, and, and I think the biggest thing is that a lot of times we want to take the sides of our our kid because we think it's a bad representation of who we are as parents right. mm-hmm. should our kid get caught doing something that they shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, and, and what I just try to remind people is that uh, my identity is not in the behavior of my children. Um, it, it can't be uh, because they're going to mess up and they're going to make mistakes. Uh, and so where do I find my identity? Well, if it's in them, then I'm off somewhere. And I need to get back into this book and figure out right. uh, and be reminded again that my identity is in Christ uh, and that they're going to make mistakes um, and that my job as a parent is not to make sure that I have perfect children, but to hopefully be training them in a way that they'll one day leave my house uh, mature and hopefully successful adults mm-hmm. who can uh, do things on their own, who can have hard conversations conversations, who can own mistakes and actually look to reconcile and bring unity into situations uh, and not not create disunity. Uh, And sometimes that means we've got to fall on the sword or own the consequence we have coming to us. Uh, But again, all of these things are not, they're not, oh my gosh, I have the worst kid ever. It's it's a great opportunity for us to teach and train, to extend grace, to lend mercy, uh, and to even, again, like show them, hey, we've been forgiven much. Jesus will continue to forgive. It doesn't mean we continue to sin. Yeah. It means that we continue to look to uh, grow in sanctification, to learn from our mistakes and do it better next time. Yeah. I love how you said, um, I want to ask questions, because here's the deal. Um, sometimes it, it's not a uh, teacher or principal call when you find out about something. Sometimes it's, you know, they come home mm-hmm. and they tell you a story, right? You know, son or daughter come home and say, hey, guess what happened at school today? Right. And parents then it's like, oh, well, that happened. And right. And, you know, I, I got to I got to be assistant principal for a month and a half. <laughs> and, and then somebody's it's like a long month and a half. Yeah, like somebody's like, what in the world? Who made Panetti assistant principal? Right. But here's the deal. Right. You shoot off an email. Mm-hmm. Right. When you've heard one side of the story. Correct. Right. And Proverbs says, hey, right, a man sounds right until you hear the other side of the story. Mm-hmm. And so I think as parents, we need to be careful of coming home, mm-hmm. right? And, hey, coach doesn't like me. He won't play me. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, hey, here's what happened, right? Or my, you know, my teacher said this or my teacher did this. And it's like, well, I can't believe that. And you shoot off that email, or you, right? And it's just like, oh, wait, have you gotten both sides of the story yet? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's an important reminder to us as parents is be careful, right? Ask questions, yeah. right? Say, hey, you know, Jimmy came home and he said this. I'd love to know more about that. Sure. Is that something we can meet about or is there something else? Else that I need to know about, right? And it's like, oh yeah, let me tell you <laughs> the other side of the story of what happened, and then you can make a, a, a better, right? You know, conclusion, yeah. right? Once you've heard both sides of the story, and I think that's a that's an important thing for us to remember. Yeah, I think questions have this really great way of like. Um, like calming the temperature of a discussion, like it creates conversation rather than accusations. Yes. yes. Right. And so like when we ask questions, we're, we're genuinely seeking information from somebody who may have more than us. Uh, and so now all of a sudden, like what we've done as parents is we've engaged into a conversation with a teacher and not an argument. Right. Uh, and I think just that posture from, from a humility side of things as a parent is that, man, I don't know all of it. My kid's not perfect. So let's have a conversation about it. And maybe we 
find out that maybe the teacher was wrong. Uh, and, and that's okay because now I haven't made it me against you. It's, it's us for our kids right. Yes. Right. Uh, and as opposed to this, this bitter rivalry that we try to have. Yeah, and to speak into that from athletics, that's such a good point. Um, you know, we talk to our coaches specifically if we're going into a meeting where maybe myself has been called into a meeting with the parents mm-hmm. and the coach. Um, we like the student to be there too so that we can let the questions do the heavy lifting in that conversation. So it's a conversation, like you said, and not an argument. Um, but I always coach our coaches up into, hey, let's go in in a very humble way. Mm-hmm. Like this doesn't have to be an us versus them because it's not that way in reality. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not our purpose here. And and so we go in with humility and, and maybe something a coach did was – kind of spot on to what he was doing, it might have just been the way it was received by the child. And so um, him getting an opportunity to explain or her getting an opportunity to explain, hey, this was the the reasoning behind that decision or this, what we did. And and I'm so sorry that upset you. And I can see how that upset mm-hmm. you. Maybe I'll, I'll change tactics next time because it's not often – the things that are said, it's not, or yeah, it's not often the things that are said. It's the way that they are said yeah. is, is which, which the even, problem. Like we should know that as parents, right? With my four kids, and it's weird, right? But I mean, I, I try to parent them in the way that they can receive the information I'm trying to give to them. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to realize that not all of my kids process things the same For way. Sure. So when I'm talking to one son or daughter, right? And they're like, okay, I'm like, I'm getting it. And the other one's like, I have no idea what you're talking about, right? I mean, right, they respond to different things. And so from a coaching standpoint, mm-hmm. from a teacher standpoint, the same, the same thing is, yeah, there might be an opportunity for you to say, okay, you know, I, I didn't handle it well. Your son or daughter didn't receive that well. Let me make some adjustments. But from a parent perspective, when I go in there and I, and I start knocking heads right away and I put people on the defensive, now all of a sudden I have to kind of defend myself as opposed to, you know what, my son processes a little bit different. Like, could you do this? Oh, yeah, we can, you know, we can work on that. But at the same time, understanding that, I, you know, I've got 25 kids sitting in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right, I've got, you know, 20 mm-hmm. or, you know, football team. I got 60 kids standing yeah. on the sidelines. So I, I can't you know, narrowly tailor everything to, you know, the way that your particular child likes things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have to, okay, this is the way that we're going to be coached. This is the way that we're going to be taught. How do you come into that environment and what's the best way that you can learn from it? Right. So that's an important thing. um, One of the verses I wrote down was Colossians 3. It talks about put on then as God's chosen, um, God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, which we've all talked about, right? Bearing with one another. And it says, and if one has a complaint against another, because it happens, Mm -hmm. right? It's going to happen. It says, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So when, when you walk into a situation, even if you have been wronged, Right. And here's the deal. We come at it with the attitude of, hey, I've been forgiven much. I can forgive others. For sure. Right. Because we're because we're all in the kingdom. part. This is kingdom education. We're all in the kingdom. Right. We're not the Rangers and the Astros going at each (laughs) other. One one team's got to win. One team's got to lose. The reality is, is we're hoping that we're all winners in this Mm -hmm. and that when our students walk through our particular program. Right. They're growing. They're developing. They're maturing because this isn't the game we want them to win. Mm -hmm. Life is the game that we want them to win. So all of these are opportunities. And when your son or daughter does something that's dumb, right? Makes a mistake. And they have to have the accountability for it. It doesn't mean they're a bad kid. We've discounted them. They've lost. It's, hey, they've learned, mm-hmm. right? They've learned. And next time they're going to do it better. And next time they understand the consequences. And guess what? When they get out of here, right? They're like, hey, I remember back at PCA, right? This is the learning process I went through. Here's how it was handled with, with grace and truth. Um, and you know, there's some consequences that go with that. But if I don't do that, if I don't give you consequences, when you go out into the world, 
right? The world's not as forgiving, right? right? And those consequences will be worse. So just a, a great reminder for that. Um, Kristen, the other thing is um, for every complaint a parent might have, right? There's 50 parents that are like, oh my goodness, you guys are doing a great job. I love y'all, <laughs> right? That's a, that's a fantastic teacher. And that's a reality. Sometimes um, our teachers or our coaches only hear the one loud voice of the parent who wants to have a concern. What would you tell to the parents who are like, I think everything's going great and I, I just want to appreciate you, right? How, how can a parent kind of follow that up with? Well, I will say, well, one, I mean, just hitting on what you were just talking about, mm-hmm. about mistakes. Like mm-hmm. Everyone makes poor choices. And it's just, you know, like like you said, it's not that the kid is bad. It's just sometimes it's a poor choice mm-hmm. and um, we're, we're all, we all fall into that. Um but also, whenever entering a meeting about a concern, assume positive intent. Okay. Um, we're not on opposite teams. We're on the same team right. um, to support and love and, and help grow and build the, the child. Um, but I would say, you know, and I can really speak for PCA, Plano Middle School, all four levels, like our kids are awesome. They are like I love our kids. They are great. They they love each other. I mean, it is it is beautiful how they just embrace mm-hmm. and and care about each other. Um, and honestly, I have to attribute that to the parents. That's where it starts. It yeah. starts at home. How you treat other people, how you act, how you um, behave, all of this starts at home. And so that just means we have some really amazing parents and they're doing a great job and it is helping me and my staff. It makes our job a little bit easier. So thank you, parents. (laughs) We appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Um, But it is is, our kids are great. They really are. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I I love that. Um, I I think as a a reminder, um, you know, our parents can be somewhere else. Um, they can put their kids, you know, in other places. And so we are blessed um, to get to work with the families that we get to work with um, and the families who love being here um, and they, you know, have done the, you know, the work at home. Um, it makes our job so much easier, right? Like the, the, this is, this is awesome. So it's a, it's a very small um, percentage, right, of things that you have to deal with on a, on a given basis where you're saying, you know, hey, I mean, even like uniform, I sent out, you know, a bunch of different uniform things, right? And it's just like, here's the deal. You know, ninety nine point five percent of the kids, right? They're all, hey, that's great, but but you got one skirt too short, you got one kid out of dress code, you got one thing, whatever. It's just like, hey, it happens, right? Correct it, move on, let's go, right? That's not that's not the big deal, right? But if you don't address it, then it becomes a big deal because then, right? Instead of a, a one off thing, it becomes, hey, fifty percent of the kids aren't in aren't in you know dress code. And I think that's kind of what the reminder is: is it's not that you know we're we're singling out your son or daughter because they're not doing something right, it's, okay, it's a single issue. We want to address it because we don't want it to be something where everybody else is like, well, wait a second, Jillian's not in dress code, right? And then Gabe's not, and then Kristen's not. And it's like, well, I'm not either then. <laughs> I mean, and that, that's, what, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, that's a great reminder is, yes, parents, right, we're, we're here with you. We want to work with you. Um, parents are like, yes, we want you to work with us, and we want things to go well. We want a great environment for our students to thrive and to be successful, but we also want to learn through the process. And so when things don't go the way we expect them to go or the right way, right, let's, let's learn through that process together. 
So I love that. Um, I do have a book, um, and I, I just want to throw this out. And here's, here's the reason why. Um, I just got this. It's called The Soul of Civility. Um, Alexandra Hudson um, was actually a BWI speaker a few years ago. Um, she has this timeless principles to heal society and others. But one of the things that she pointed out was the difference between being polite and being civil. And the word polite comes from the word polish, right, kind of a smoothing over. Um, and the word civil actually comes from, like, civilian civilization. It goes to the heart of the matter. And the thing that she's trying to point out is, and here's, here's the concept, is when something doesn't go the way you want, right? So Gabe and I have a conflict, okay? She's like, being polite isn't enough, okay? Because being polite is basically when I see Gabe and I just go, okay, um, you know, how are you doing today? And we kind of smooth things over. It doesn't get to the heart that Gabe's an image bearer of Christ, Right? And that if there is a conflict between us, we need to address that conflict. We need to resolve that conflict. We need to forgive and we need to move on. And we need to be combined together right, as brothers in Christ. And that's the ultimate goal. It's not to smooth things over so that you can just get along, right? but you really don't love each other. It's to work, do the hard work right, of being civilized, of bringing in civility, because that's the work that Christ redeemed us to. And so I think that's a, an amazing thing um, that we get to address at a Christian school that maybe other places don't, right? Where it's like, oh, well, you know, you apologize, you move on, it's no big deal. It's like, no, no, <laughs> this is important, right? It's important for us to have a civilized society, right, for PCA to be a place where we go through the hard work, Right? We really do forgive where we've been wronged, um, and, we're all, and we realize we're all on the same team together. Because right? yeah. the reality is, is we're family. Absolutely. We're going we're gonna to spend an eternity together. And this right here is kind of our dress rehearsal of what that looks like. So as the rest of the world is going crazy right, and they can't get along and they have more security at their games, right? we want to be a place where people come here and they look at it and they go, this place is a little bit different. Right? Now we're still competitive. Very. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and I always say um, we want to be nice to the other teams because we need teams that we can beat. Right? Absolutely. You know, they have when, to schedule when, us. Right, so. They've got to schedule us. Come in here and we will treat you well and we'll beat you and then we'll send you home and mm-hmm. give you a pat on the back come and on. say, come on back. Um, but you know what? Does that make sense? It's like this is a great place to come. I want other people from other campuses to feel welcome here. Because uh, even when we're playing other teams, right, the, the reality is, is we're playing other brothers and sisters in Christ and we're going to spend an eternity together. So let's at least treat them with the respect and dignity that they deserve because they're Im- image bearers of God. Even yeah. officials. Even oh, especially even officials. officials. Right? <laughs> especially officials. We'll say this, right? We do not yell at the referees. No, we don't. We right? do not. We do not yell at the referees. Right. So, you know, even TAPS has, um, it's become kind of a problem mm-hmm. across the state. Um, and you even see the numbers of officials have dropped significantly mm-hmm. over the years, um, specifically the last two, really after COVID. Um, I think we came back from COVID and we're just happy to play, <laughs> you know, just happy to be out there. And then it's become very competitive and very, um, they use the word aggressive. That's what TAPS used. And so um, just explaining that, that officials haven't – they don't sign up to be officials anymore because of just the backlash they were getting at games. And so um, TAPS has really cracked down on fan behavior as well. Um, I think we have some of the best fans in the world at PCA. I really do. I've been a lot of places. I've played a lot of teams. And I think that our parents especially are incredible. Um, we do have – there's kind of a fine line between being a great fan and, and being a little over the top. Um, and, and I think we do a pretty good job of, um, of just 
reminding the parents or, or even, it's not always mm-hmm. parents. It's sometimes students, some, a lot of times students, um, of just what our standard is at PCA and just, um, man, we are, we are the, we need to be the light, right? That's our theme. But, um, you have an opportunity to not only show the other teams, the other officials, but your own kid, what a good fan looks like. Yeah your own kid, what facing adversity in real time looks like. Um, and so um, it's it's something we preach to our, our teams all the time, our students all the time, but also to parents too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we can't do athletics without parents. That's right. We went down to that football game in San Antonio, and it mm-hmm. was kind of interesting because we were sitting in the stands, and we had more fans in the stands at an away game in San, San Antonio, Antonio than, than they, they had. had at a home game. Yep. And Absolutely. so our fa- our fans, our parents, right? They're I mean, incredible. from a community standpoint, they show up, they're loud, they're proud, they love it. But there is the line, mm-hmm. right? Here's the deal. We don't yell at referees and we don't yell at the other team. We don't. Don't say names of other players from other teams. Sure. Yeah. So right? We don't do bad or bad or swing. We don't do anything. No, right? we don't. We, we, cheer, don't. we cheer for our athletes. 100%. Right? And we expect them to go out there and to perform well and to have a great time doing it. Mm-hmm. And we enjoy the gifts and abilities that God's given them mm-hmm. because they've worked hard to be there. Yep. So, yeah. I'd just like to piggyback off what you said about providing an example yeah. in the context of sporting events, but I think also in the context of what we've been talking about in terms of whether it's conflict uh, with a teacher or just a difference of opinion, mm-hmm. um, or it, even if it's a conflict between students or between families, uh, that our kids are watching. Uh, they're watching how we handle every situation, right? And so if, if, if I'm a mess in the stands at a sporting event, then I shouldn't be shocked when my kid has a bad attitude towards their coach or the officials, mm-hmm. right? And, and I think it's, it goes true also just in normal life, whether it's in the classroom. If I show a lack of respect in how I engage with teachers, um, well, then why, why would I be surprised when I get that phone call because my kid was disrespectful in class? Uh, and so I think as parents, uh, we have to be really careful. And I love what you said about this politeness versus civility, um, because politeness to me uh, is like glossing over something. Thing, mm-hmm. uh, but it still leaves room for sin. And so when I think of people that are polite, I think those are the same people that are probably talking about me behind my back. Uh, yep. Amen. Um, where someone who is civil is somebody who's actually seeking reconciliation. They're, yeah, they're sure. looking to actually like, let's work through this problem. Let's get to the heart of the matter. Let's issue forgiveness. Let's own where we've messed up. Uh, and then and then let's, let's start our relationship back over. Uh, and I think if our kids start to see that kind of behavior, that kind of civility in our living uh, inside the classroom, uh, everywhere we go, right, and how we treat waiters and waitresses and we things drive like our that. Car on the tollway. That, well, okay. <laughs> uh, so we have a lot of sanctification to go in some yeah, of those areas, yeah, but Joey and um, there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think I, as as we're thinking about our kids and yeah. the eyes that are on us at all times, like this idea of of us modeling behavior is is so so important. It is. Um, and, and our kids are watching. They're watching how we do things. They're watching how we say things. Uh, and I mean, you even alluded to what Paul said in Colossians. He, he brings out humility and thankfulness. Uh, and I just think of Galatians and the fruit of the Spirit, yes. right? That, uh, that we are to be models of the work that Christ is doing in our own hearts, and we should be keeping in step with the Spirit, is what Paul would say, not walking in the flesh. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's in, in a, any and every situation, and that's the same thing we should want for our kids, to yeah. be kids who are growing in their sanctification so that they're walking by the Spirit. Yeah, and can I tell you, uh, here's the deal. As we, as we think about that from a parenting perspective, that there's those young eyes watching us and that we're training them, Sometimes we have to apologize as parents. Mm. I, mean, I think that's perfectly perfect okay to say, right? You got the football game and you yell at a ref or whatever, and you look and you say, you know what? I'm sorry. That's my bad. 
mm-hmm. right? Like I, I shouldn't have done that. I got carried away. We let Amer- uh, emotions, right, sometimes win the battle and carry mm-hmm. us away, right? And here's the deal. We're humans, but, but it doesn't mean that we can't address those things and can't apologize and ask for forgiveness and then move on and, and do better. Yeah. And so I think if, we've, you know, if we sent that email to the teacher and it wasn't polite, right, we can say, you know what, I'm, I'm sorry. I was frustrated. I was angry. Um, you know, th- that's my, my bad. I shouldn't be taking that out on you, mm-hmm. right? Let, let, me, let me rephrase that. And, and I think that's just, right, all together as the community, right, as we own our things and just say, hey, here's my responsibility. You know, you're doing your best. You, you've got this. You said this, right? We, we can apologize. And, yeah. and, and we, can, we can, you know, kind of bridge that gap, right, with the grace that's been given to us. We can extend that to other people so that if another person makes a mistake, it's like, uh, that's okay, right? I, I make them too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? absolutely. So it's easy to forgive others when, you know what, you've had to ask for forgiveness yourself mm-hmm. and, and people have extended it to you as well. Yeah. And I think yeah. just also at, we're going to make, make mistakes as teachers, mm-hmm. as uh, educators. Sometimes we, we do mess up. Yeah. Um, and just having a forgiving spirit, not just – trying to you know yeah. <laughs> cut us down um you know I, I, that's just part of christianity and i think just being able to accept like okay this teacher made a mistake and this is how the situation is going to be rectified and being able to to move forward I, I think even that is important is to extend grace in those moments when the teacher did mess up yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Well, I love it. Um, Kristen, I love, as you said, right? I mean, our parents are awesome. They're Jillian, fantastic. right? They, they are. They're fantastic. Thank you. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you very much. Gabe, as the, all as the parent blood. representative, <laughs> Gabe's taking all that, right? I appreciate that. Let me, let me own that. Um, but we do. I mean, I've been here 19 years and have loved doing life, um, not only with the students, which mm-hmm. which is such an incredible opportunity uh, to train students to think critically and Christianly about the world around them, to look ahead, to say, hey, are our kids prepared for what the world's going to throw at them. And this place does that, which is awesome. But then to realize that it's those families' decisions to say, I want my son or daughter there, right? And it's it's amazing to work with those parents. And we've seen some great families come through here. Uh, we've seen some tough you know, decisions that have been made, right? Some mistakes that have happened, some things that have gone through. But through it all, right, when the kingdom is placed ahead of, right, my own personal desires, um, it's amazing what can be done together as brothers and sisters in Christ. So I appreciate you guys having the conversation so we can help train up our community on what we expect um, and um, of just kind of the reasons why, right? We, We do this because Christ has first done this for us, and we do it to model it for the world and for the younger eyes that are watching us. Yeah, that's how Jesus said that, he, that they would know that we're his disciples. The way we Amen. love one another. we love one another. Amen. Well, appreciate you guys uh, for your time and the conversation. Yeah, thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Thank you for investing the time to listen to this episode of The Journey. Please take a minute to share with friends and family who will also benefit from this valuable resource. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast app. It is truly our blessing and honor to walk with you on The Journey.